Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by an adorable trick-or-treater. What's up, Sarah? How are you? I'm good. I'm taking back. I was preparing myself for a joke. I wasn't I wasn't expecting the compliment, but I will be trick-or-treating <laughs> with the kids this year. Um shh, I'm going as Agatha Harkness from um WandaVision. Right. Costume came in today. I love it. Um for the five to twelve neighbors who will see me in it, mostly in the dark, who don't really know who I am. So it's it's a good use of both time and money. Um, but my name is Sarah Spooky Ciders, and you can find me on Twitter at Sarah Ciders. And yeah, we're going hard into the Halloween theme tonight. Are we? Well, at least I am. <laughs> well, I'm rocking my Camp Crystal Lake uh, shirt. It's about as uh, Halloween celebratory as uh, as I'll get as far as putting items on my person. So. Repping Jersey, repping Halloween, but we are here to talk about scary stuff, though, right? Yeah, we are going to talk about scary stuff. We're gonna we're gonna go for that real elevated horror and talk about things that hit us on a personal level and our deepest, darkest fears. So we're not doing vampires. We're not doing werewolves. I don't think we're doing mummies or zombies no, or for Mac me, tigers. It's aliens. For me, it's aliens. It, for you, it is aliens. That, that's... I hate aliens, man. <laughs> Fire in the sky, man, and you are never the uh -uh. same after uh -uh. that. That movie traumatized me for life. <laughs> uh, we are we are here to talk about like we we I think we've each compiled a, a short list um, of things that are scary. If filled in Philadelphia sports today, what is scary about Philadelphia sports? What are you scared of? Mm -hmm. And this may be a short episode where, you know, we got jack-o'-lanterns to carve. We got costumes to make for children. I got candy corn to throw away. <laughs> I love like three pieces of candy corn. Like if there's a bowl of candy corn, I will have three pieces and then I am good until next October. So, um, Tim yeah. says aliens and bees. This, uh, Tim knows me well. We cannot forget the bees. The swarm. <laughs> Is there any other popular like B? Oh, Candyman, right? Like that's a B. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hate bees. Creepy. They're well, kind of alien-like in nature with the eyes and the. They are. How do you feel about the movie Alien or Aliens? Oh no, I don't mind it because I'm not. I'm not. Um, it's like a. It's like the gray uh, alien profile that really freaks me out. Like the you ones need... that have like. The big heads, the big eyes, the ones that like open your window and like crawl in and then like abduct you or whatever. When I was a kid, I used to look at the window and in my mind visualize aliens looking in at me. Aliens, okay, not Philly so much. Sports. Ghosts, ghosts were me because I grew up in a haunted house. Like legitimately, if I'm up late on Twitter, yeah. ask me about it and I'll, I'll talk about it during the day. I'll just be like, ah, no, fine. I was making up, but I totally grew up in a haunted house. <laughs> I'm not sure I've heard this story. Uh, You've these, heard these it. Stories. I have. You heard it. There was a time where you where you dubbed my car the Ecto-1 <laughs> because of it. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to step on your, uh, sorry to no, step no, on no. your. No, no, no. I mean, this is good. Uh, this is good banter. <laughs> um, have you watched Haunting of Hill House? Which one? But yes, actually, yes, I watched. I mean, the, all the, of them. the show, the, the series on Netflix. Yeah, I've watched The Haunting yeah. of Hill House. I've watched the dismal 1999 Haunting, and I I have watched the the, the Netflix series The Haunting nice. of Hill House, and that's really good. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like, really I'm late to the game. I've never seen it before. It's awesome. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. good. So I, I think you watched all the spinoffs by the same writer, but right. But yeah, it's really good. Haunting of Hill House, uh, the original, The Haunting of Hill House. You can skip the '90s haunting, um, unless you're up for a really bad movie, because that's just. A and you heathens small. can also read the book, or you can read the book, right? Or you can read the book. A little shout out to Shirley Jackson. Yeah, Shirley. Um, all right, so what? So why don't you kick us off? What is the first on your list of? Because I'm, I'm willing to bet we're gonna have some. Some crossover here, or at least some blending of lines for sure. We are. So it being me, 
I'm going to start with the What's Flyers. With hockey? Go ahead. Yeah. So my my number one fear with the Flyers is not that they won't win a Stanley Cup in my lifetime. That's okay. that's back there, but that's a little too far away, God willing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it it's back there. But my main fear is that this group as assembled now is going to be just good enough to do nothing. You know, things need to start breaking the Flyers' way. You know, we need uh, a few prospects to come out of nowhere. Joel Farabee didn't come out of nowhere, but he looks, you know, to have that potential to to be an yeah. impact player. We love the Farabee. We, we love the fairy bee. We are trying to make that emoji happen probably against the the better wishes of most people we know. But, Including Joel Farabee, probably. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine he would like it. Why would he like that? Um, but I just worry when I look at this team that they're going to be good enough to not be good enough. That we're going to have a decade of occasionally making the Eastern Conference Finals, but losing out to teams that really bottomed out, like the Panthers. Uh, the last decade of Flyers hockey repeating, comment from a yeah. uh, friend of the show, Tim. See, but it's not the last I was going to say, your, fear, uh, your biggest fear is the Flyers being the Flyers? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably. It, well, it was the, the previous decade, I guess. The Although... In that win now time, there were at least we could say we stockpiled all the free agents with with the cap, you know, being a, a reality. I just really worry that the the Flyers are going to be the Sixers, you know, before the process. The Sixers just good enough to go out in the second round. I worry that the teams that have truly bottomed out will leapfrog the Flyers, and it's just going to be. Uh, is this their year? No, it's not. They're just not good enough to win the cup, but they're not bad enough to get high draft picks. And it's a decade later and we throw up our hands and go, time to rebuild again, I guess. Yeah, I'll, um, I can, I can definitely see that because it is like a, an easy place to get stuck is in the middle. And yeah, the Flyers have kind of already been there for quite a while, but you know, we always thought we'll never see the Eagles win a Super Bowl, you know, and it happened. So it's going to happen. I mean, eventually, you know, you give enough monkeys, enough typewriters and enough time, you get a Super Bowl, you get a, you get a Stanley Cup. Well, I hope so, but I didn't think this was the, the hope episode. Like, shouldn't we be doing that like the day after Halloween? This is supposed to be the scary okay, episode. Okay, you're right. There actually is no glimmer of hope on the horizon. They really are stuck in mediocrity. And what does it take to get out of that? Either a huge, huge, huge free agent signing? No. Or, a, I could... or a, you score on a draft. And the year that we scored on the draft, we got Nolan Patrick. Not anymore, we don't. Um, we got a damn but, headache is what we got. Oh, very, very classy joke there. Mm -hmm. But not the least classy. Just call me all Abby. <laughs> um, But no, see, I, I, I don't know if it's reality yet. You know, if Morgan Frost develops in the AHL and can make an impact in the NHL, okay. If when Kevin Hayes returns to the team, if he gets back up to speed really quick, Okay, we have something. Right, right. There are a lot of there are just a lot of question marks with this Flyers team, and we need a little bit of luck for those question marks to turn into exclamation points and for, for us to be real Stanley Cup contenders. I do still think the Flyers, as composed now and for let's say the next four or five years, a Stanley Cup final should should be in our future. Now, whether we win it or not, who knows? Like, but as currently made up, I would think that the Flyers are good enough to do that. But you know, bad luck. Carter Hart has a, a bad series after having a great regular season. Uh, so many right. things can happen, and it really could just be, well, the Flyers are the Flyers, and they're okay, I guess. It's the Leafs. That's who it is. I'm afraid that this group of Flyers is going to be the current Leafs team where everyone says they're a really good team and they can't get out the first round, you know, or they can't beat anyone in their division. So that's my fear specifically.
Sarah, I have something even scarier than that. Go on. It's Gene. Gene. <laughs> Are you terrified? <laughs> Ooh, we were terrified of filling an hour without you. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> um, I'm going to go next. Please do. I went a little more. I mean, like it all kind of. A lot of it all centers around winning championships, right? Um, and I, I kind of described my fear. My biggest fear in Philly sports is wasting primes or clo closing windows of opportunity. And I really, I'm really afraid of wasting Bryce Harper's prime and Joel Embiid's prime specifically, specifically those two guys. Like Embiid is going to go down as an all time, all time sixer. He's going to be tall Allen Iverson. He's going to always be here. He's going to always be around. And my fear is he's going to be Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, great players, potential Hall of Fame player, uh, but just never got it done in his time here because of idiots like Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz, uh, you know, and um, league meddling and weird GM decisions and things like that. And just, that window of opportunity just slamming shut. And by the time it opens again, it's too late for him. Um, and Bryce Harper, we're kind of in that same middle ground position, like a 500 team. And it's like, you want to make it happen. So you really can't do the hard thing uh, to properly rebuild. So it's like always just like bailing water out of the canoe just to try to, stay afloat and you know this guy another guy potential hall of famer uh perennial mvp candidate and it's just like god it's like we can't even get this guy in the postseason let alone get him a ring for this city and and you know watch him ride down broad street on a in a parade like these guys deserve to ride down broad street uh you know, in, in red, white, and blue ticker tape or whatever, and, and, and have parades because they're, they're that great. They're that good uh, for the city. And I know that they, they want it so bad. And I'm just terrified that we're never going to be able to get it. For, and it's, it's not like just an irrational fear. It's like a legitimate fear. Yeah. I'm, and I mean, well, I'm sure I've, you feel the same exact, I mean, it's over for Claude Giroux. I mean, it's like, He's not going to win a championship. He's not going to raise the Stanley Cup in Philadelphia. It's just not going to happen, right? It could happen. I mean, yeah, it could it happen. Could, it could. Claude Giroux, and I was like totally going to agree with you, but you just know how to pick my Claude Giroux <laughs> nerve. Maybe um, as an assistant, like, you know, on the bench or something. When they no, run. no. Claude's, Claude has, uh, I'm going to say conservatively, four more years, you know? And there is a decent shot, if things break right, that the Flyers will compete for the Stanley Cup. The more I justify this, the worse it sounds. But there is a decent shot that the Flyers... Giroux should get another shot with the Flyers at the Cup. He's not going to have a lot. you know. So it is like Bryce Harper... You know, and to but he's played in a finals. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for the, he's had his... He had the opportunity... Yeah, I you know, and, and Giroud didn't pick us, you know, <laughs> like with Harper, you know, Giroud like grew up here, like he's drafted by the Flyers, and there's a lot of good reasons for Giroud to have this lifelong connection to the city. We're like Bryce, come here, Bryce, 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 and then completely just waste his talent. That's that was my Phillies fear verbatim. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure Eugene have just so many similar thoughts. You used my full name. Ah, I know. I was breaking it out. That's one of my fears. People using my full name. Oh no. Um. So uh, you know, obviously, uh, I fear things like being on time. Clearly. Um. <laughs> so uh, are we doing this like round robin, or like everybody doing like? Yeah, all of I mean, it's super casual, Gene. We're not trying okay. to. All right, nothing formal. Um. Uh, just graded. to sort of weigh in on your particular fear, I mean, that's sort of been the MO of, of Philadelphia our, our whole lives. Uh, we wasted Randall Cunningham's um, prime. Um, 
we wasted Donovan McNabb's prime. Um, just to talk about Eagles. I mean, I don't think we wasted Donovan McNabb's prime. <laughs> That's I mean, true. He had he, a shot. He, he puked it up. <laughs> he coughed it up, literally. Um, did we waste T.O.'s prime? No, I guess he probably had his prime other places. T.O. wasted T.O.'s prime. Um, Ron Hextall played in the finals. Can't necessarily say that we wasted his prime uh, and scored a couple goals. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Sixers really they had their late 70s, early 80s that they sort of were able to cash in on. But then anybody that's played since 1984, if they played for this this city, they their prime has been sort of wasted. Uh, although a lot of people will probably say that the 01 team sort of maxed out maybe on their potential. I, I don't know. There wasn't another team that even bloodied the nose of that Lakers dynasty. I won't. I'm not going to say that we didn't waste Allen Iverson's prime. He did play in a finals, but he was so overmatched and so alone. It's just like that. I mean, you're watching like 300 or something. He's just like the last Spartan warrior, like just trying to hang on. I, you know, props to him. But you know, I do feel like like, what would have been the player that you would have been able to pair with Allen Iverson to really sort of get over that that hump. Like, what would have been the equivalent, like? Kobe you needed Shaq, like a more, Allen Iverson to was it Theo Ratliff? I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, you needed a, a quality forward or a center that was, yeah. I mean, like Matumbo was cool, like we love Matumbo, but you Matumbo need like a more have, offensive, by then. like a more offensive in their prime minded, like you know, Kobe I mean, had Shaq for Christ's sake, right. I mean, if if AI can't win a title with Matt Geiger and Aaron McKee, I I mean, he'll never win one. <laughs> I, I I've always thought that like the pairing, and I mean, obviously it never happened because he was sort of a legacy in his own city. But the Allen Iverson Tim Duncan pairing might have been pretty pretty devastating because Allen Iverson, even their uh, yeah. personalities, I feel like would have worked well together because Tim Duncan was just sort of like a don't really look at me. I don't really need that sort of attention. I just want to do, just want to play right. basketball. just want to do my job. And Allen Iverson uh, would buy whole new wardrobes when he went on the road. So, I mean, you can't really, obviously that's my favorite fun Allen Iverson fact. I literally go to it every time. Um, so, uh, you know, that's just an illustration of how, how, um, how I think of, of, you know, if I was to replay that sort of scenario. Um, but I want to start with my, one of my fears. Um, yeah, lay and, on us. And and this is a fear uh, about. Uh, I think it sort of would be encompassing all four teams because my right my on. biggest fear is that um, that we are going to succumb to like the sin of ego or to the sin of pride. There have been so many problems uh, with each team individually where there have been certain personalities, whether it's uh, a player or whether it's been. Uh, a general manager or someone, and because of their own pride or their own ego, they have gotten in the way of the the team that they are a part of achieving what they can do. Um, I think the Sixers, probably the prime example currently right now, dealing with this whole Ben Simmons saga, where if he would be able to check his own ego um, and just do his job. That's literally all he needs to do is come and play basketball. It's what he's being paid to do, and he can't get out of his own way. Um, I you don't think, think that's maybe to... sloth, Gene? Yeah, maybe. Um, I I think that that was the problem with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, it was his own ego uh, and his own like need to turn the ball over, because he's still doing it in Indianapolis, um, that sort of gotten in the, in the way of the Eagles probably when they – they could have um, maybe won another another Super Bowl in that sort of window when everybody was still sort of together. Uh, you know, I thought that 2017 was the opening of the window, not the slamming shut of the window. Uh, Sarah, I think you could probably speak better to like egomaniacs for the Flyers, but uh, the example that I'll I'll give is uh, I thought that Dave Hextall and and Ron Hextall it, it was sort of their own hubris. Especially, and I love Ron Hextall. I have a poster of him somewhere around here. Um, he was my favorite flyer growing up. But when I heard those stories sort of leak that he was very anti-alumni being back in the locker room and sort of counter what had always been flyers culture, it sort of made me sort of sort of made my ears sort of tweak that like 
there's definitely something rotten in the state of flyerdom, if that's what's what's going on. And the Phillies, maybe the most notorious of all of the bunch of hubris, um, if they could figure out how to goddamn close a game uh, and and not cough up 30 blown saves a year, um, maybe I, I, I'm not boycotting the World Series this year. Maybe that's something that happens because maybe the, the Braves aren't even there. But this is the first time since like the Subway Series that I have this much interest in the World Series. See how much you need to that? watch the World Series, Gene. You need it to watch that nada. World Series, nada. and you need to you need to internalize that pain and remember it going into next year. You need to watch that World Series. Oh God, I hate both of those franchises with such passion. Nah, I'm rooting for the Braves. Me too, unfortunately. I, I I can't not root for the Braves, but I feel disgusting doing it. I don't know. I mean, this is the only sort of if situation. If you weren't in the same division as the Braves, you would definitely root for the Braves. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, I still don't like the, it. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, the Braves have the racism, but it's, you know, going for them, which is not good. I want to make sure that's like, that's in the cons category so everyone knows. But one of the pro categories for the Braves is they only ever won that one championship. Like, so it's not as if they were this dynasty. Yeah. They dominated the NL East for ever. But... Hey, since we're talking about this, this was actually on my list. Okay. Uh, go. Uh, what, what on my list of fears is uh, rivals on the doorstep. Mm. So That's I have the one. Braves are in the world series. So you're going to have a jealousy factor there considering you had an opportunity to take their place in the postseason. And I have the Dallas Cowboys, Gene, have a legitimate shot at a Super Bowl this year. That offense is dynamic. They're putting up numbers. The defense looks a lot better. And they have a serious shot at getting to the Super Bowl this year. So yeah, no, you're not wrong does about this, that. Uh, does this strike fear into the hearts of Philly fans? It certainly does, and let's add on just from the hockey world. You know, uh, Gene, you missed at the beginning of the show. One of my fears is that the the Flyers didn't tank sufficiently enough, and they were just going to be almost good enough. Whereas other teams that really bottomed out could could jump ahead of them. Two teams that did that: the Devils and, to a lesser extent, the Rangers. But they're loaded with prospects, and. Yeah, to some extent, they're lottery tickets, but they have a lot more lottery tickets than the Flyers have. So things can turn ugly in our division quick. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you right there. That, And I hadn't even thought about the fact that the Braves are in the World Series and the Phillies should have kept them out of the playoffs. Like, that, that correlation is less fearful, less scary, and more infuriating but yeah, now we get acuna back next year oh, lord help me it oh yeah was this supposed to be the scary show or the depressing show because i'm leaning more towards depressing but yeah it's there there's real possibilities that division rivals could win what three out of the four you know titles I don't know enough about the the Sixers division in basketball, but it's that that sucks, Dave. That's a <laughs> well, good I fear. Your, I took your turn in the rotation, so why don't you give us another scary, uh, scary Philly sports situation? I'm scared of the next thing you guys are gonna say. Um, <laughs> but my my big one, my next one, is that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have Howie Roseman as GM for an upcoming draft and have three picks in the top ten. I'll cross it off my list. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought that would be a social. I also had the Bryce Harper for mine. Um, but... Well, I mean, I I, I had listed um, that we that we fuck up the draft. So it's, it's, all, it's all the same. Yeah. It's, but it's social. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't toast with water. It's bad luck. Um, but... Yeah, it's part of a little by, look behind the scenes. Part of the reason we're doing this episode, not just because I love Halloween, but because we didn't want to talk about the Eagles again. We didn't want to talk about the Ben Simmons drama again. Right. And there's a lot of 
misery in Eagles country. I have no faith in our coach. I have no faith in the GM. And there might be a real opportunity to completely remake this team in March or whenever the NFL draft is. Uh, but we have the wrong guy in, in the front office. And I know. And it's like top 10 picks. It's just like, just get the, like, just do what everyone expects you to do with those picks. Like, take the consensus best picks in that situation. That way, at the very least, you can say, well, you know, you, you, you can't turn around and say like, well, I never liked that pick to begin with because that's the consensus guy. Those are the best players in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like don't get fancy in the top 10. Yeah. And, and I just worry that he's going to get fancy for in the top 10 or, or package those three picks and for the number one overall and pick the wrong guy. Yeah, see, right. that's like as, my bad as, as bad as the Markel Fultz pick turned out to be, you can't really, like, I mean, you can because, like, stories of it could come out that said, like, oh, I didn't have a great, like, tryout day, other people in the organization. But from a media standpoint, all of the fans, all we got was Markel Fultz is the consensus number one pick. But and that was my bigger fear that, that Howie Roseman is going to package those three picks up and either trade for some uh, – I don't think he would trade for a, an established player, but, like, try and go after number one. And honestly, as much as I don't follow college football religiously well, – you don't, you don't need to give up all three to get it, to, to move up to one. But you might need two. You, uh, yeah, you might. So, you know, I think I would – is there a guy – I haven't heard the, uh, the name of a guy that is, like, this is the number one guy. This is the franchise – changing guy you know and this early well, in college still, season, you're really you're, just talking about quarterbacks anyway um, you're still trying to figure out if jalen's the guy and that's the thing is we don't even know and will we know in april and and do you want to do you want to pick a guy in the first round to come in and sort of reset the whole thing and do you want nick uh, sirianni to be the guy bringing him along we need to know by december I'd like to know by next week, if possible. Well, if you lose have, to the Lions, have, you're gonna have to. We got Minshew ready to ready to go. We got the stash stashed. <laughs> Is he still rocking that? By the way, I have no idea. I don't think anybody's seen him recently. I think we'll we'll get a look at him now that Flacco's hit the turnpike. Um, man, you talk about like roaming you know, the sidelines. Yeah, a weird career that Flacco had. You know. Came in, got overpaid as a backup, and then got shipped up back off back home basically because he was with the Jets last year. Um, yeah, back to the to the Jets for a fifth round pick. It's just a Howie's track record. Baby. Howie's track record is like weird because the 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 early picks are bad, but sometimes the later picks turn out to be better. You know, like I I forget who we drafted that year that we got Mylotta so late. Right. Was that was that the white side or? Um, I think that was JJ. Yeah, I mean, like, so th that has happened where he finds something good late in the draft, but screws up the like the really important pick early. Well, thank God he got Mylotta because he blew the the high pick on the left tackle. Yeah, the Andre Dillard pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's called being penny wise and pound foolish. Go, oh, he's great late in the draft. Awesome. But the the NFL draft is there's so much front loaded talent that yeah. you have to get that right. Yeah, and, you make good there. And the the Eagles, uh, unless things really change, and they could, but I don't expect it. The Eagles are going to end up with a haul. They're going to end up with most likely three top half of the draft picks. Yeah, and. I can't in good conscience imagine how you'd hand it over to Howie. So that's that's my second fear on the list. Dave, you jumped ahead of me. So would that be Gene's turn? Yep, Gene's up. All right, Gene. He's got one. Okay. Um my my fear, this is this is uh, and here we are. We didn't want to talk about the Sixers and the and the Ben Simmons thing. We didn't want to talk about the Eagles. We just talked about the Eagles. 
And now I want to say my my fear is that they're not going to get anything for Ben Simmons. That um, well. that we're just not going to that he you know somehow the situation is going to force itself. We and by say we're not going to get anything. Yes, there will be a return for Ben Simmons. What I am concerned about is that we are going to get such little value in return because right now. It's awful hard to make a case that this is a guy that you would trade a marquee player from your team to rebuild around. Um, he is a absolute stud on defense. We have no idea about his mental state and his ability to emotionally compete. We, we don't know if he has any desire to play offensive basketball at all, which is a huge problem if you're going to be a superstar in the NBA. If you're if your coach is questioning your desire to score, that's a problem. You 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 can never be the man. You're never going to be put in a position that you can win a game. And Gene, I'll, I'm going to one up you here, and I'm going to say that my fear isn't that we get little in return for Ben Simmons. My fear is that there is no deal for Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons continues to play for the Sixers. At some point that, down the that road, that is getting like, to be a lot scarier. Do you? How can he play for the Sixers now? Like, can you imagine how how that could possibly go at this point? The relationship has seemed so irreparably damaged. I gotta say, I feel like I feel like that home opener against the Nets when uh, Embiid came out and spoke. He really toned the crowd's like attitude down quite a bit. I mean, I didn't hear any. Uh, anti Ben Simmons chance uh, during not. the game, and I thought it was going to be nasty. Uh, so you know, was he I even? Don't know. Building, Maybe he comes back and plays. Comes back and plays. You know. Oh, well, I, I, and you know, it certainly would make for must see TV to see like what what you know the Ben Simmons return game. I'd love to see him come out and put up a triple double. Like I'm certainly as long as he's got our jersey on, hmm. I want him. I want him to play well. What are you going to have? Assists, rebounds, and steals. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah I have four points. Yeah, I, I think both of your fears are more than legitimate. I I don't see any scenario in which Ben Simmons nets a good return. You know, I mean maybe maybe you can package the dude for draft picks, but hypothetically he's going to a team that's ready to to win you know yeah. so i don't know what those draft picks are going to look like maybe some prospects maybe a role player i have no idea i just do not expect the the return on a ben simmons trade to be much um i like dave do think that steps are being taken to repair the the relationship enough to get him on the court because you there's no trade to be had if he can't play again, I mean, what would you give up? Name any team in the league. What asset do you give up for a player who can't get himself together for whatever circumstance? Can't get himself together to to finish a practice. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, like maybe a team that just wants to shuffle the cards a little bit and see if it can improve their chances at all, like like the Kings or uh, Portland or something like that. But I mean. Well, I think there's a home for him, but I just don't know what they're going to give up. Well, right. You know, I, I, I'm not. I don't think the man's untradeable, but he's untradeable for anything you want. You know, it is interesting though to hear that the Nets and the Sixers have have not spoken at all about a potential Kyrie Ben Simmons trade. That know. would be also scary. <laughs> I would be scary. Although I'm kind of warming up to the idea. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, do we'll we trade, back to we'll you? Trade better evils. You got anything left on the list? I do. Let me take a quick look here on the list just to make sure. Da, 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 da. Oh, let's go back to this one for the Phillies. Let's oh. go back to this one for the Phillies. This is my backup one for the Phillies. And this is, again, another fear that I think is likely. I worry, I am afraid that the Phillies are going to lose the Philadelphia public fan base again 
You know, we, we, I thought we, you were going to say you're afraid they're going to lose the fanatic. <laughs> oh no, no, screw that. Pay the people their money and then get the regular fanatic or, or pay the people their money and we'll try to embrace the, the, okay. the knockoff fanatic. But no, I don't care about the fanatic. I have gritty in my heart. The now. Phillies are going to lose what all the good sentiment they've earned this year. Well, they're going to lose the fan base. You know, I've talked about on this show a lot that, Philadelphia has a few thousand diehard baseball fans. And we like to pretend we're a Boston or a New York. We're not. We we have the ability to be there, but the Phillies have to be good for a stretch. They have to at least have some semblance of hope to, to keep people coming back. And it was a, a fun time to to see the crowds at the ballpark and the excitement surrounding an ultimately frustrating Phillies team. But now you have to build on that, and I have no faith they're going to build on it, and that the ballpark's going to be empty, and it's going to look like Miami games there in two seasons. So that's a big fear, too, because I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing the we're such a great baseball town and nobody goes to the games because the team stinks. You know, the, the Phillies don't make it easy to root for them, but I want people to root for them. Some of the most fun I've ever had being a fan was surrounding that that great Phillies team starting in 07, going to, you know, 2011, even a little into 2012. You know, that was just a wonderful time. And it wasn't just because they were winning. It helps. Uh, but it wasn't just because they were winning. It was because everyone was excited about them. And baseball is really my second favorite sport. And it's just nice when it was in the air to see the Phillies caps, to 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 have people going, how many games are the, are the Mets behind? You know, like, can we lock up the division or we get to fight for the wild? All that stuff that was just in the air. I'm worried that um, we're going to lose it as quickly as we got it. We had one good Phillies season. They didn't even make the postseason, but it was exciting through September. I am just so afraid that was, yep, sorry, that's gone again. The ballpark's going to be empty by by late June. I, I will say if this I don't know if this makes you feel any better or not um, that the you know the the more the more <laughs> the more mud you trudge through the more uh, the more pain you endure the more frustrating the team is the sweeter those championship runs are and that's really the only consolation I can provide to Philly fans or to suggest I mean, you know, we have a lot of great memories from watching a bad baseball team. I mean, for crying out loud. So, you know, I mean, that's that's all part of the life cycle, I guess. It's just <laughs> not fair that other cities don't have to endure it quite so often. True. Do I have any more? Is it my turn? Um, Gene, you want to comment on that one at all? Uh, just to say that... Um... You know, there is nothing better than being a, a Phillies fan when um, when the Phillies are the number one game in town. Um, they do have the stage to themselves for the summer. So uh, it's really great when, you know, it's one of the few things that you can really get everybody on board with. There's not really a lot of other distractions to pull people's attention. And everywhere you go, people want to talk about, you know, baseball. And it's every day. So there's always something new to talk which is one of the things I really love about baseball. Um, you know, the Eagles, no matter what happens, I mean, like right now, if there was a true get like apathetic nature of Eagles fans, like this would be, we would never talk about the Eagles, but uh, there's just something about the DNA of Philadelphia that like sort of, you know, if you were to look at the, 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 the bits that are, that are in the strand, they would be, silver and kelly green mostly um because i just think that it's literally in the genetic code um for us to be the way we are with the, the eagles um a lot of about the double helix like, team exactly uh it, it's yeah, i thought he was doing matrix no, well i mean we, we you know 
it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I feel like having grown up only knowing life as an Eagles fan, like there was never a time where I was like, I was some other fan and then like converted to Eagledom. Um, Cause I, you know, I feel like being an Eagles fan is much like being Catholic or much like being any religion. Like it's, you sort of have to be born into it. You don't really hear a lot about Eagles converts from other fandoms. Uh, you know, sometimes you can marry into Eagle fandom, but you don't really just have people like in the Midwest going, Eagles. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. They they are the ones that eat horse shit when they win championships. That's that's for me. Um but you know, I just believe in my heart of hearts that you know, I don't think the Phillies fans will ever completely abandon the team. Um but that would be scary if they did. We use the DNA of a frog to finish the genetic code. Um, <laughs> so I have one more. That was I have one mentioned. more too. Um, and I, I'm going to mention sophomore slumps. And my fear is failure to rebound from sophomore slumps. And I'm going to call out specific, specifically Alec Bohm and Carter Hart here. Um, who had difficult sophomore campaigns. And really, really, if those two don't get their shit together, um, it, it's going it, to, it's going it, to, specifically with the Flyers, it's going to make things real hard. Um, so that's my fear. I guess I kind of have also like another fear that maybe Devontae Smith will have a sophomore slump. Um, but I really wanted to focus on Bohm and, and Hart and just, uh, you know, my fear is that their their sophomore slumps continue to their junior year. Yeah, that their that their sophomore slump is you know, more yeah, a more <laughs> indicated they they thrive freshman year and right. that was it. And that happens to a lot of us. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's that Carter Hart fear. That's ball game. That is a ball game. If Carter Hart is as good as people like me think he is, well, you know, uh, Bohm is working with the hidden coach in Clearwater. Fingers is crossed. Is that Kay Long? Kay Long. Kay Long? Kevin Long? Oh, I have no idea. That's what Gerardi we... calls him, Kay Long. Oh. That was yeah. from the um... – uh, that God, that was from the Max Scherzer game, uh, with the uh, the foreign substance. He wanted his hat checked, and he was like, "You want to go, K Long?" <laughs> um, but uh, long story short, when it comes to Hart, it's you know, as Hart goes, so go the Flyers. I think there's enough. Even if my fear about the Flyers, like their prospects not panning out, and just being a team of average players. If the Flyers are an average, mediocre team, and Carter Hart's the player I think he is, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. You know, though they should win one or at least compete for one. Um, If Carter Hart's not who I think and hope he is, well, then we'll be lucky to make the playoffs. You know, um, and same with Boehm. Boehm was so much fun. You know, we tried to make sex bomb happen. Um, I'm still it will happen when he rebounds. And it's you know, just fun and excitement and having it being taken away from us. I think this shows less about you know fear and more about like (laughs) I hope all of our therapists are taking notes of the (laughs) the the anxiety of being a sports. Yeah, and I hope I didn't waste 99 cents buying sex bomb by Tom Jones on my uh iTunes account. That's not a waste. (laughs) Not a waste. Alex Bohm could never play another game for the Phillies for the rest of his life. You you have made a good investment. <laughs> okay, okay. Gene, you have one more. Bring us home. So, again, this is one I think that sort of applies to everything. Um, Great. I sort of have a fear that um, all of our – all of our all the teams, the, the, the player they're pushing forward as, like, the man or the guy – 
we may not have any the guy for any team right now. Like we may not have that Hall of Fame the man guy. Here is my and I see Dave's Embiid face. I see it. Here is here are my arguments against who you think the guy is on all the different teams. Joel Embiid absolutely has all the physical gifts and the personality to do it. If he has a career-ending injury before the end of this season or next season, he's not the guy. I but mean, you're, sure. You're right. Okay, sure. <laughs> but in in his case, because he's a giant, these are not unrealistic fears. We also, I, I mean, if the aliens come and abduct me, we're not going to have a show next week. Right. Well, we will have one in your memory. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Bryce Harper, right? We all think that he's the guy, right? He's a he's a right fielder. Uh, you know, even with the, him playing uh-huh. is a career year, he can only affect the game so much. Um, you need to have other positions much more beefed up around a right fielder. You cannot build your baseball team around your right fielder. That goes back to probably the beginning. Abner Doubleday on his tombstone says, don't build your baseball team around a right fielder. Um, the Flyers, I, I'm, I, you know, I think Claude Giroux was the man for a long time, but I think right now, and we sort of just talked about this, I think the, the, the person that's got to be the guy for the Flyers is the goaltender, partially because that is the chronic condition that the Flyers have suffered under for decades, is a lack of quality goaltending. How many good Flyers teams were brought down by the Roman Czechmonics of the world? Um, so, you know, goalies are sort of have nickel heads. We know that. So let's hope that Carter Hart doesn't fall victim to what is the Flyers' curse. I'm sorry, Gene. What is a nickel head? Uh, it's cheap is what it is. It's cheap, like it's cheap not head. a quality metal? It's not a quarter head. <laughs> oh, okay. I also I also Less went base, base metals, but also the chronic condition. <laughs> the chemist in me. I <laughs> the chronic condition of Flyers goaltending is thankfully now required to be covered by your insurance. Thanks, Obama. So thanks, at Obama. Least, <laughs> at least we at least we have that to look forward to. Yeah, well, that's why the, in Congress they keep trying to take that away. They want the Flyers goalies to suck. Um, who did I forget? I got to be. Eagles. I got you Bryce Harper. Well, the Eagles. Eagles. I mean, Jesus, who is no. who? There's Who no could man. possibly be the man for the Eagles? I, I mean, it's not anybody on defense. It's Jonathan I guess it's got to be Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, you know, talk about somebody who they keep sort of like, look, accept him, embrace no, him. Devontae Smith's going to be the man. I mean, he's got to be the man. I would like it to be Devontae Smith. It seems sure like would. we actually did really well on that pick. But that means we got to go back to the drawing board and find somebody to throw him the ball. Yeah, we got to so, throw him the ball. Um, yeah, and that's my so that's my fear. My fear is that we don't have the man. Um, I think Joel Embiid's the man. I'm just going to. you didn't have on your list. Uh, Sarah, you didn't have on your list. Uh, Eagles trade for Deshaun Watson as biggest fear. No, because this episode was supposed to be fun. It was fun. It kind of was fun, but no, I didn't want to go in that real world thing. And <laughs> it, it, there, there is too much real world shit going on that I'd be like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> like all my favorite teams like just line up the abusers, you know? Like, yeah, I guess we could do that. You know, my biggest fear is that the the Philadelphia Flyers turn into the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm like, well, yeah, that would be my biggest fear, and I wouldn't be doing a sports show anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be my big. A bigger fear would be if it happened with the Flyers, because as Gene was saying, the Eagles fandom is a lot like you know being born to a Catholic family, being born into a Jewish family, and I'm very much a cultural Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm there for tailgates and Thanksgiving games and Monday night footballs. And all, but if the Eagles were to to bring in Watson or to to find some other awful, wretched human being, or at least someone accused multiple times of being a horrible human being, my fandom would wane. It it already did when they brought in Vic. Although I ended up sort of 
advocating for him because at least he served his time. But right. it just it wasn't fun to root for him. And it wasn't like this big moral quandary. It was just my fandom got lessened in that moment. And if the Eagles were to bring in someone like Watson, it would just be it would be over for me. It would be, yeah, I hope he's gone and I hope Lori's gone and I hope Howie's gone. Just call me when they, they change up the entire team and then I'll be back, you know? So Braves are they, up five nothing in the fourth. Ooh. Spicy. <laughs> I, All right, I think have we gone through everyone's fears? Any any outstanding fears we need to exercise? All right, we talked it all out. That's all the time we have for today. We're going to be back next Tuesday. What are we talking next to? Who the Eagles play this weekend? Oh, the Lions. That's right. Lions. Oh boy, we better be talking about a win next Tuesday, or else it's going to be trouble with a capital T. And that rhymes. And it with, rhymes with pool. That stands for Phillies. <laughs> I don't know what else we're gonna be. What else we're we gonna talk about? Flyers. What do they got going on this week? They are in Western Canada, but um, the first four oh, games. That's right. So I won't watch any games. That's. I'm gonna watch a whole bunch of first periods and fall asleep <laughs> yeah, in yeah, intermission. Probably, I guess that's more like it. <laughs> but that that Western Canada swing could really solidify the good things that we've seen in the first four games. Yeah. Um. I. I think it's going to be nice to increase the sample size. So there'll, there'll be something to talk about with the Flyers. Right now, it's it's still pretty uh, premature. Sixers lost to the Knicks tonight. It's, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be it's, it's going to be tough. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what else the Sixers hold for us. So we'll be back next Tuesday. If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on social media: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search. Philadelphia. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the whip around for all the week's weird news. Also be sure to follow the painted lines on YouTube uh, for your wall to wall Philly sports coverage. Also check out the Philly sports Alliance on Facebook. We'll be back next Tuesday until then have a great day at work. Everybody we are out of here. Mm-hmm.